I'm Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's um, a dark evening, though, which is tough for me this time of year when the the nights come so quick. But there's a positive. Mm -hmm. It's brighter in the morning, and I don't have to worry about getting hit by a car when I'm walking in the dark. Yes, that is good. That is important. Because I, I think your street's probably the same as mine. There are no streetlights. None. None. <laughs> if you want dark, you come to my house at night. It's mm-hmm. like, I used to have a phrase, it's dark like the inside of a cow. Now, I don't know who knows what the inside of a cow <laughs> looks like. But anyways, that was a phrase that kind of grew up, or I grew up in. I guess that's what happens when you're the son of a dairy farmer. <laughs> Although he wasn't a dairy farmer when I was growing up, but he was a dairy farmer at one point. So, hey, we're going to talk about preparing. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about over-preparing. I'm good at that. <laughs> you are good at that. You are exceptional at that. And we're going to get into that in a minute here. But my post that, that went out this morning really talks about um, the amount of distractions that we're facing. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. Thankfully... Election day is over with. That doesn't mean the election is over with, but election day is over with. So at least in New York State, I won't get phone calls three times a day from certain candidates and I won't get inundated with mail. But there's still all of this nonsense about virtual school and social distancing, the distractions, the noise is everywhere. And and, and as I was as I was thinking about that, I thought, okay, how do I remove distractions? And then I realized I can't. I can't go live like a monk in a monastery somewhere. So what do we do to deal with the distractions? And what I came up with was over-prepare. Now, people are going to think we're nuts. But the way you get through distractions is by over-preparing. And the example that I used is Marissa and her seasonal bucket list. Mm-hmm. So what did you think when you started reading it? Um, I mean, I was honored that you chose my bucket list <laughs> for, for inspiration. But um, I mean, I, I mentioned this is in my wheelhouse. I've always been an over-preparer. So you have been. I, I think it is really important for a lot of reasons. And... I never really drew the parallels that you were drawing between distractions and over-preparing, but it makes complete sense to me. I mean, just because I never thought of it that way doesn't mean I didn't think like that. But um, I mean, I think a few weeks ago I mentioned how I thought that our bucket lists were more important in these seasons than ever before because things were so different for my girls and for us. So, you know, I and I just picked up on something when you said that. So you saying that a few weeks ago planted that seed mm-hmm. in my brain, in my non-conscious thought, mm-hmm. that as I was contemplating things to write about and I was contemplating distractions, it was there because that seed was planted a while ago. And as I became intentional in over-preparing, for my my writing mm-hmm. um it just blossomed there was there was fruit that was born from that statement that you made so let's 
I think our our listeners know a bit about your bucket list, but you mm-hmm. you do them. Do you do them every season? Lately, uh, the last couple of years, I've just done them um, in the fall and winter. Our okay. springs and summers just kind of fill in pretty naturally, and we take right. them kind of slow. But but I think now that my girls are a little bit older, we will mm. do them in the spring and summer too. Sure, because we'll have more because more as- options. <laughs> More options and more activities that you mm-hmm. have to plan around. Mm-hmm. So how early in the year do you plan for the next season? So I usually do the fall one in August. Okay. Because I like to start in September. So I, they're, they're not perfectly aligned with the seasons on the calendar. Like I'd yep. say fall is September, October, November. And by October... Okay. I'm already planning the winter, winter one because that I'd say that starts really like the day after Thanksgiving. Um, okay. And that kind of lingers as long as winter lingers. <laughs> yeah. But okay. um, so, yeah, I mean, I've already created and, and printed the winter list. That's, wow. That's it's done. not only created, but it's printed. Oh, yes. It's been printed for okay. weeks now and we're ready. So. So how many things are left on your fall bucket list? Two. So one, we do a gratitude tree with Isla all Love no, it. Like from November 1st to Thanksgiving. And okay. so that's kind of ongoing. So Gratitude tree. I got to steal that. Yeah. So each day she writes, we have a leaf and we write um, what she's thankful for uh, that day. That is so cool. And then the other... Thing that's left is Thanksgiving. Wow. What we're going to do, with, uh, it's going to be different this year, but we're going to do a special day at home. So that's it. Will it will be different. Yeah. Okay. So imagine, I, I really love that gratitude tree thing. Imagine an organization doing a gratitude tree. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a church could do a gratitude tree. Any any group of people, family could do gratitude tree. Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that is super cool. So thank you for sharing that. So if... Let's say you were looking at a weekend to do a apple picking. Mm-hmm. And then you got up on Saturday morning and the, the, the meteorologists were completely wrong and it was cold and drizzly. Was there, would there be something on your list that you could do that wasn't something you had to do outside? Oh, yeah. I mean, the list, it's not... I think I've shared this before. It's not like all super fancy events or like all outings. Some of them are really simple. Like we did a yep. a seasonal science experiment is what we called it. And we I found a science experiment to do with Skittles. So it was perfect for Halloween. We had some wow. Skittles and it took, you know, like 10 minutes and it was fun. <laughs> um, and so that's something, you know, we do inside. Some of the things are just like intentional dinners. So we do like a harvest dinner, which is separate from Thanksgiving. Um, mm-hmm. This year we wanted to do an election night party. Um, so that's cool. That was kind of fun. Um, you know, we just this week we checked off rake and jump in leaves. Because so it's kind of something that I'd have to do anyways, right? Like I'm, I'm right. going to have to deal with the leaves. Sure. Um, but I kind of made it fun and put it on our list. Um, and okay. Kind of as a way to prepare. <laughs> sure. But to so also make I, it fun. 
Yeah. So what I want to do for our listeners is to kind of draw out what, what the reason I asked the question. Mm-hmm. So by over-preparing, first of all, you don't end up in winter not getting things done that you wanted to in the fall. Mm-hmm. Because you planned it out. Mm-hmm. And by having something on the list that you could do that wasn't necessarily an outside activity, you didn't have to sit and think at the kitchen table on Saturday morning, oh, what are we going to do? It's raining. Well, there's nothing to do. And you didn't waste a day. Right. You still could leverage the Saturday in the fall. That's what we mean by over-preparing. Mm-hmm. And in my, in my, um, my post that went out, I talked about even things like daily planners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, years ago, um, well, a long time ago, I think, when did I get my first Franklin planner? I was working at Volpe. My boss, Uli, um, he loved Franklin planners. And he wanted all of us to have a Franklin planner. So he actually um, gave us planners. And I started, I started using my planner. And it was great. And I, could, and I used to love to tell people, if I have my planner and you tell me something... I'll write it down and I will not forget it. If you see me write it down, I'll remember it. And in the way the system worked, you would always remember it if you, if you opened the planner. Well, the digital age has us thinking that maybe we don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Because you could send me an invite for a podcast and I can accept it. And it gives me a 15-minute warning for the podcast. Right. You can accept it and forget it <laughs> until it 15 minutes it. before. Yeah. Right. But you can't be prepared for much of anything in life with a 15-minute warning. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I do, and I think I may have talked about this on one of our podcasts in the past, but I do have every, you know, you do send me digital invites. Mm-hmm. You're sending me Outlook invites and I accept them. But my planner that I use, I don't use a Franklin planner anymore i don't use a day timer i i uh, i actually stole an idea from one of my mentors once he he said we could use it but and so i created my own daily planner sheet and what i do is at the beginning of the week if it's either sunday night is when i should do it sometimes if my sunday nights are really busy it ends up being a monday morning type of thing but it's better to do it sunday night sometimes i'll actually do it fridays before the i wind up my work week but I will look at the next week in Outlook, and then I will handwrite each event into my daily planner for the week. And when I write that event in, I'm thinking about the event. I'm picturing what it's going to be like. I know that this coming Wednesday, I got a little bit of a curveball on Wednesday. This coming Wednesday, I was supposed to do a teaching at one of our member companies, and because of some of the the increase in in virus cases they now want me to do virtual which is okay but at least when i wrote it in the first time i'm thinking okay i'm seeing the room i'm actually visualizing the room that i'm going to do the training in i'm thinking where people typically sit in this training even when i'm sleeping my brain is working on that because i've raised an awareness of what's going on. When we sleep, our brain kind of goes through some some maintenance functions, puts things in the right places, identifies things for us. And and so the point is we're over preparing. I'm over preparing for the event. If I'm supposed to have a meeting with someone, I will sit down and I will identify, okay, what's the meeting about? What's the outcome that I'm hoping for? This is when the law of attraction might pull in. As I visualize that, as I think about that, it becomes very real 
to mm-hmm. me. And the resources, like you mentioning, the bucket list, the resources are there. My brain just needs to process them. And if I wasn't over-preparing, I'd be distracted and not get there. So one of the things, uh, there was another quote that I heard that I thought was great. The closer you get to the target, the more likely you are to hit it. I thought, wow, that is, it is so true, but it's so simple. Too many of us don't even have a target. We just shoot, and then wherever it lands, we draw a circle around it and say, yep, that's what I wanted to do. Well, if you're not preparing for your day, if you're not over-preparing for your life, that's really what you're doing. You're just taking a shot, and wherever it lands, you're saying, yep, that's what I wanted. That's just not practical. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get anywhere. And interestingly enough, the folks that are the most successful. Now, when I talk about success, I'm not talking about anything specific. Success is a very personal thing. But people that achieve their, their objectives visualize what it is they want to achieve. They have defined that. They have written that down. They visit that every morning, every night, and that's how they're able to over-prepare for what is actually going to come at some point down the road. So um, did you ever use a vision board? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you still use them? I don't have an updated one right now. Okay. But my bucket list kind of... Yeah, your bucket that list visual, is trying to doing that. For my family, for my family, you know, for okay. my, my, the family side of my life. But, um, but I know you do. I do. Yes. And I actually brought it from work once, once my office transitioned to home. I, I had to go get it. It wasn't there for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's literally right next to my desk. And if somebody actually, if somebody gets on a Zoom meeting with me, you're going to see my vision board on the one side of, mm-hmm. of my image there. Um, and, and the neat thing about a vision board is that I don't have to think about it once I've developed the, the, the goal. So what I do is I take my annual goals or objectives and I find a picture that represents that. And so I have that on my vision board. So all day long when I'm looking over there, I'm seeing what it is I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And the neatest thing is when I can cross out or put a red check mark on something that was on my vision board, because that's really cool. That means that I achieved it. And I think the problem is people don't do that because they really don't know what they want. And that's sad. Imagine going through life and not knowing what it is that you really, really want, which is, we did a podcast on that years ago. So when, when you were doing a vision board, what kind of things did you put on your vision board? Um, I'm trying to think what, was, what I've had on mine in the past. Um, you know, I've had some career-oriented pieces. It's kind of okay. like a mix, right? I had some items that were more home-focused, like the way I wanted to like feel in my house, which is now oh, super like important because I'm home all the time. Um, and I, I think when I first, my first vision board was right around when I was starting to have kids. So I think I had some like parenting focused stuff on there. Great. It was kind of all over the place. Um, 
Super. And then I, you know, I did kind of transition that to more of a written word type. So, okay. I said, you know, I said I don't really have a current one right now. I think it's more because I have it more journal style. Sure, sure. Um, but I do, I, I do like having the visual too. I think that is yeah really powerful. Well, the key is the the key is whatever it whatever will help you define where you're going and mm-hmm. help you stay on track. And, and, and I want our listeners to think about that concept of the target. The closer you get to the target, the more likely you are to hit it. So then how do I make sure that I am bringing my target into view more frequently? Mm-hmm. And, and for me, so I, you know, I think I could also, when you talked about written ones, my affirmation statements are literally like a vision board too. They're, they're really a vision board for my, for my mental state. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to I go back to your gratitude tree. So that gratitude tree actually is something that helps you stay focused on being grateful. And so when, as, you, as you go through the month, so you start on November 1st. Mm-hmm. So you start on November 1st and you start putting leaves on the tree so that by the time you get to so when is thanksgiving this year is it it's later is it like 26 the 26th, i think 26th okay so you're going to have these leaves all mm-hmm. over the tree and you'll be able to look back and i why why would you do a gratitude tree why focus on gratitude I, well i think you have to have gratitude it's like it's like the base level stepping stone for all things um so i think you know, for us, it's it's a family value that we have. Is, yes. And so it kind of helps us teach our kids value. But um, I think it's a good, it's a great practice to have yeah, all, all the time, right? We may not write it on a leaf every day of the year, but right. it gets the girls in this routine. And sometimes it's like, like I want to say the other day, it was... Isla was thankful for having pancakes with her sister. And I'm like, that's fine. That's cool. Like, and she was so excited about it. She's like, she's like, today I'm going to be thankful for pancakes with my sister. And that's awesome. And so I think she's starting to understand and and even pre-identify, like she'll do something fun and she will like pre-identify it as something she'd like to put on the tree in the future. So she's recognizing gratitude in her brain. That's awesome. That that is awesome. And so you're so the target for you and your husband was that we want a fund a fundamental thing for our family is that we will be grateful. Mm-hmm. So you've found all of these tools that not only keep you focused on it long term, but have daily focus on it. Mm-hmm. I I know um some of my kids that you know when their kids when when my grandkids say their prayers at night, it's what are you thankful for mm-hmm. today. And I'm just, I'm envisioning this thing where a family, even a family that was spread apart, could literally do a virtual gratitude tree of some sort, just a way to stay connected. You know, we have to start thinking about how do we stay connected in a time when we're not allowed to be around each other as much as we'd like. But to me, that's a perfect thing. So you're literally, some would say you're over-preparing, but I'm saying no, you're trying to stay focused in a time that is so chaotic and so distracting. The the way I look at it in all, I mean, I like I over prepare in a lot of places in my life, 
Um, just ask anyone who's ever traveled with me. But I think if you look at it as an investment, because truthfully in all areas, whether it's in your job or in your personal goals or packing for a vacation or right. planning for, you know, fun or whatever, it's all an investment. I mean, we, we are all very capable of cruise control and yes. I certainly love my digital calendar. I like you keep a digital and paper yep. planner. Um, I have a similar method to you that I, I do on Sundays. Um, and I appreciate what that brings to the table. I certainly appreciate my phone dinging, letting me know when it's time to leave for something, sure. um, for sure. But the extra investment of time yes. in mentally preparing, um, it, it's, it takes some of that clutter that we keep in our heads. Right. And it, instead of just like putting it on the shelf, like accepting the calendar invite puts the clutter on a shelf. And yes. you know it's going to be there when you need it. But when you take the time to prepare, you are intricately filing that on the shelf so that you Ooh, know like that. exactly where it's going to be when you need it. That's a great visual. Think, because actually I'm looking at certain spots in my office right now that, yeah, that's clutter on the shelf, as opposed to intricately filing it where it needs to be so that when you need it, you know exactly where to get it. Mm -hmm. And it's ready for you. I love that. And some of the things I'm thinking about, um, one of the things I did a couple weeks ago when I started getting a bit overwhelmed was, okay, when you're overwhelmed, make order. And I literally, instead of writing labels, instead of writing on my manila folders, I made labels for it. Oh, so satisfying, isn't it? <laughs> it was. And, I, and I, so when I open up the drawer and I'm not, again, I'm not this super organized person, just, just ask my family. But when I open up the drawer and I see those labels, they just like jump out and say, I'm here. This is where you put me. Mm -hmm. That's over preparing again. Mm -hmm. and, and some of it too is, so if you think about this... um. So we're getting ready. Let's say we're going to take a training because we hope that everybody takes training, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, whatever. Have you thought about what you want to learn when you go there? Mm -hmm. What are your takeaways? I ask every one of my classes at the beginning, what is one thing you want to get out of this session? Now, it would be great if before they ever came to the session, they thought about it. Because if you think, if you prepare to that degree, I guarantee you, you will find what you're looking for in that session. Um, reading a book. What do I want to get from reading the book? Maybe it's enjoyment. That's fine. Then, then what I want to get out of it is enjoyment. You know, there are things that I don't just read leadership books or history books. There's, I have magazines that I'll read. Not mm -hmm. many because you don't, there aren't many magazines anymore. But there's a classic boating magazine that I get. And the whole purpose of it is to look at nice boats and read some cute stories now and then. That's it. Right. Decompress. <laughs> Decompress. Yeah. Rather than, you know, checking on social media and being stressed out about things that add clutter. Mm -hmm. So I don't want people to get too scared about our overprepare. It really is just living with intentionality mm -hmm. and selecting what it is you want to do before you get there and thinking into it. You know, people should, as they listen to the podcast, set aside some time to think into tomorrow. What's the one thing you need to get done tomorrow? Maybe two. 
Look at all your meetings, all your activities you're going to take. Maybe it's going to the grocery store. What, you know, do you have a list? That would be another example of over-preparing. Well, no, that's probably just normal preparing. But <laughs> think about, you know, so many times I'll go to the grocery store and, okay, I need to get this, 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 and this. I got mm-hmm. it. It's in my head. And I get there and I come home and I'm like, oh, man, I forgot. Yeah. It, it's so much more satisfying, too. Like, I think about some of those really busy days that I have, you know, every once in a while, it just seems like, okay, you know, I've got an early conference call and then we got school drop off and maybe the other kid has a doctor's appointment and then I got to get back in time for the staff meeting, right? We all have those days where it just seems like, okay, there's a lot going on. But on those days when you set aside the time to look at it ahead and you know, okay, like I need to be here at this time, there at this time, you know, right. oh, what am I going to do about lunch? Okay, I know I have a plan. I will, you know, pack a lunch for the car and um, we're going to have dinner in the crock pot that night because it's not, you know, looking at my day, it it doesn't look possible that it doesn't look like a good idea for me to think I'm going to yep. make dinner. And, right. um, and when you just take that extra time to kind of like set things up for yourself and your day can just, yes. can just run and you get to the end of the day and you're like, that was a lot, but like, look at me go. Like right. I, you know, I, yep. I got it. Um, and it, it really can change what would have been an incredibly chaotic and stressful exactly. day and exactly. turn it into like, oh, I made it. Like I finished the marathon. Yes. And you won the race. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people, it, there's a great, that's some great points. I thought of a, a quote that John Maxwell always said. He said, you're either repairing or preparing. Mm, yeah. Repairing always costs you much more than preparing. Yeah. So as we think about the holidays coming up, prepare. Think about the things you want to do. Things that, We don't want to get to, you know, January and say, oh, I wish I would have. Because now you got to wait a year for some of these things to come back again. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think into it. And we're not and just talking be... about your Christmas shopping. <laughs> we're not. We're it's... talking about all the things that matter to you in right. this season. Like what yeah. What do you want to experience Or on, on December 26th, right? Like I know that Christmas is a, your, that's your Super Bowl, right? Like yep. you love this time of year in general. I do. And a lot of, you know, what, what do you want to feel like on December 26th? Or exactly. like, you know, thinking about your life, like when you're 80 and looking back at your life, what, what do you want to see? And right. it kind of can help you figure out like what's important to you and what you really want and what you need to invest your time in now so that when you're 80, you've, you've lived the life Yes, and you can you continue and, and hopefully we'll continue to live for, for a while longer. Um, a while. You know, I think that. It's, it's good to have that goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you, do you want to know what we're talking about next week? Sure. Winners and losers. Mm. And no, it has nothing to do with elections. Okay, good. But we're going to, no, we're, I'm done. I'm done talking about <laughs> it. We're going to talk about winners and losers next. Great. So you've got two more things left on your bucket list. One mm-hmm. is Thanksgiving and you can't kind of rush into that. Mm-mm. So. Anything exciting coming up? Um, no, I mean, we're just kind of 
getting ready to to be inside a lot more. Um, yeah, that's right. But you know, we've had some great weather. We have, and well, I'm already starting to kind of prepare for our some of the items on our winter list. So that's fun, and I that's good. You know, that is fun. Prepare for the most wonderful time of the year, as you would say. Exactly. And I can't say anything better than that. <laughs> so with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was The Next Page.